Yo guys, welcome to Nevermind's Polly, the podcast. This is round four of the World Cup of Rock. Reese is here as always. How are you, buddy? I'm very good. Very good indeed. Ready to get into these bands. So this is basically the quarterfinal before we go into the final. And we alluded in the last uh, episode that there was going to be a slight twist. The slight twist is that there is a triple threat uh, knockout on one of the clashes. That is because we picked an odd number of bands to begin with and we totally fucked it. But it's fine. Makes it all the the more fun and all the rest of it. So we will just kick off. If you haven't listened to any of the previous podcasts, either episode 3, 2, 1 or any of the back catalogue, do do yourself a favour. Go back and listen to them because they've got some stellar stuff and season two of the podcast is coming very soon. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. And also, we have got merch coming soon, but I'll talk about that in another podcast, just giving you a little bit of a teaser. Anyway, right, clash number one. This is going to be a really interesting clash because these guys we went in on really hard last time around. It is Muse versus Pink Floyd. Wow. Yeah, we went we went in really hard on Muse um, last time around. We had a really deep discussion. Yeah. And again, it's kind of eloquent Pink Floyd being wonderful and majestic versus uber cool rock and roll, eighty sci fi weird people they are that amuse. I'm trying to think yeah. of all the other things they are, but they are just a wonderful band. But Sir Pink Floyd. So, where do you want to start with this? I don't know. I, I don't know where you start. They, they're two massive bands. Yeah, you can't you can't take that away from either of them. They're just and they're two bands that are really have a cult following. I think one is clearly legendary. Like, yeah. So I think I think when you when you look back in fifty, sixty, seventy, eight years time from now, are Pink Floyd still going to be a relevant band? I personally think so. Because yeah. their music is timeless. Yeah, I mean, they've is, been popping in and out of the album charts for the last so many years, and they just stayed relevant. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you think Muse will still be as relevant as they are now? I mean, by that point, they will be performing on a spaceship, riding an octopus, uh, while I don't know, just some crazy stuff will be going on with their stage show. Um, yeah, but. Oh, it's so difficult because you can't. The whole point of this thing was trying to compare and and contrast bands to find the best, but sometimes they're just too different. They're, yeah, you know, they're they're north and they're south magnet. They're too so so different from each other. You know, but they both can write a good song, <laughs> a good both album. Can pen a good song? Do you think they could pen a bad song though? Um. Because that's that, that's the thing. We we can sit here all day, and every band on this list, I can easily argue and say how great they are at writing songs. But I think if we look at have Muse slash Pink Floyd ever written a bad song or a bad album? Because that that I mean, might that might be the decider. That might be a better way of looking at it. Trying to find the flaws rather than the the highlights. Personally, I don't think I've gone through um, uh, Muse's back catalogue enough to say if they have. But everything I've listened to, I've found either I've liked it or I've thought, well, that's cool. Not my I, thing, I but that's cool. The, the only thing that I would say about <coughs> Muse is sometimes they can be a bit pretentious and they can kind of 
wank themselves up at their own ass a little bit sometimes. Yeah, like, I'm not a. Ma- I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I understand that you know they can they're absolutely incredible players of their instruments, and you know, but I'm not massively keen on Matt Bellamy wailing over a piano led song. Just being right. completely yeah. honest, but when they write songs like Supermassive Black Hole, Hysteria, uh, Plug In Baby, it's undeniable. So, mm. and uh, then Pink Floyd. He's... Pink Floyd, in my opinion, controversially, uh, as, as a collective, the best songwriting band on the, has ever been, personally. Okay. So, <laughs> what, what are we going to do? I don't know. It's, it's really hard. I mean, p- I mean, ba- me being biased, I'd put Pink Floyd through because it's just amazing. But Muse just—it seems harsh putting them against out against Pink Floyd because it's such a clash in styles. I mean, to be fair, we we've got you know there is going to be some clashes. <coughs> I mean, there is. Yeah, I'm looking down the list here. We've got uh, Green Day versus Slayer in a little while. So if you want to talk about Clash of Styles, you know, there's bigger ones out there. But I, my gut reaction, and again, like, don't hate us on Twitter and things. Come join us on Twitter and have a discussion. But uh, my gut reaction is I would put Pink Floyd through. Okay, I agree. But, But is it just because Pink Floyd are such a legendary band that you can't not? Yeah, but why are they legendary? There's because a reason they why they are. They just they they're so omnipresent. But if I was to, I, I okay. So if I had to pick between what I would listen to on a more regular basis, would it be Muse or Pink Floyd? It would probably be Muse. Really, really. Yeah, on not because I've got anything against Pink Floyd, but Pink Floyd are more of a mood kind of band, where it's kind of not in a. I call it the OPEF effect, where you sit in a chair and you yeah, sort of stroke yeah. your chin. But it's not chin strokery, but it's like you sort of put a vinyl and you let it kind of soak around you and kind of be, where it muses more your everyday kind of get up and go or dance or they're more... I don't want to say they're, they're more um, eclectic because they're not, but like they're more... Um, um, they, they, they write more hits, don't they? More yeah. catchy, you know. Yeah. They write more catchy hooks and stuff. Well, that's that's debatable because you, another brick in the wall is arguably up there with one of the most catchy hooks ever. So, I don't know. It's, it's so hard. And then Pink Floyd's albums are just untouchable, I think. I, I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to say something which might sway the argument... If you don't have Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd, yeah. you don't have Matt Ballamy at all. Yeah, you probably don't have a lot of people if you don't yeah. have Dave Gilmore. He is just so, insane. I think on, on that basis, I think the father kills the son. Yeah. So, we're going to put Pink Floyd through? I agree. Yeah, okay. Pink Floyd go through to the final. Finalist. Oh, it's getting excited. Okay. So we have uh Pop Punk Giants Paramore versus possibly England's England's greatest export in Queen. 
I mean, we know there's one winner between us, but it's cut and shot, isn't it? Really, it's Queen. That's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. But yeah, I, I mean, take nothing away from Paramore. Great no, female-fronted band. Nothing away from Paramore, and I'm. Sh- honest, <laughs> I, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to really discuss it because we went in quitting on Paramore last time, but it would just be silly to try and not put Queen through. Yeah, no. There's. I'm sure Paramore would agree. <laughs> I can't imagine Hayley Williams been listening to this podcast. No. If you listen, Hayley, do write in. Do tell us what you think. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? She goes, no, I think we should have gone through. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so as promised, we have the triple threat, which I think, arguably, is going to be the hardest for me, personally. Yeah, it is the hardest clash on here. So, we have Indie Giants, Foal, Versus Enter Shikari versus Corn. This is going to be hard because there's a battle between two for you, but I've gone the other one. You have. Now, because... I... Yeah, so the whole point of this is we're going to lose two of these bands out of these three. Now, arguably, if I let Reese have his way... Which, you know, I'm not going to that fight at least anyway. Um, it's either who do I love more, Enter Shikari or Corn, basically. Like, because Reese is going to put through foals. That's That would be a given in this scenario. Right? Possibly, and I'm, yeah. and I'm, not, I'm not saying that I'm letting him have that that easy. What I'm saying is, potentially, I've got a fight between my two favourite children, pretty much. Which and one do I love more? Like, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm t- I'm telling you now, there's one of them that if you if you pick, I'll back you, and I'll go with it. If you pick the other one, I'll back Foles. Okay. So let's... Right, okay, so Foles. I'll be honest, I don't know a great deal about them. I know enough to put them in the competition. Um, the fact they're in the quarter... In the semi-final um, is... I don't, I don't want to say strange, but like... I didn't see him come this far. I'll be honest. I didn't see him doing doing the length. So yeah, they just had, they they had, they had a decent run here because they're just so good at writing indie tracks and they're so catchy and so good. <laughs> fair, fair. And they write good albums. They're really good albums. Holy Fire is really good. Fair. Okay, so I'm gonna make the case for Shakari. Um, and if you're not an Edge Quarry fan, I'll just skip about 10 minutes. Because I'm about to go <laughs> off on one. No, I'm joking. Explain, um, explain, explain it all. Edge Quarry, to me at least, are the absolute most flawless, consistent band in rock and metal. Period. They have not written a bad song. They've not written a bad track. And I will even defend Supercharge which is a track they wrote with Big Nasty. I'm, I'll even defend that. Which right. a lot of people are like, that was the worst fucking... It was a strange decision, but I'll doesn't, back it. Doesn't that show diversity as a band, though? They they are the most diverse band in the entire world. Um, well, not the entire world, but it's a bit strong. But they are, they are one of the most diverse bands. And, you know, if you've ever... If anyone's ever seen them live you will know how much absolute fire and fun they are live. You know, and they're just so inventive. You know, so 
the first album was essentially a scrappy hardcore electronic uh, mashup. Second album was a lot more electronica leaning. Uh, third album was the political one. The fourth one was the more expansive, um, expansive one. And then the fifth one, in my opinion, is arguably the best pop rock record written in recent years. So, and that that's before you go into the live DVDs they've put out and the bootleg stuff. And just their interaction with fans is second to none. Like, they're so friendly and nice to their fans. And they're just, they're just wonderful. They're just a really good, wholesome band. Yeah. And then we get to Korn. Which is not, which is not a drop-off where I'm like, and now Korn. Because Korn yeah. are, you know, the absolute baddest of the bad when it comes to new metal, and I mean that in a good way. Like, they are the baddest motherfuckers going. You know, they're, in my opinion, they're, they're everything Limp Biscuit wish they were, but never but never were. Yes, Limp Biscuit got rolling and break stuff and all the rest of it, but they, they were never as cool as Korn, you know. And the first three Korn albums are literally, I'm not going to do the Untouchables joke, but they are Untouchable. Um, yeah, we did that last time. I, no, no, I tried not to. Um, but yeah, just a flawless band. But if I had to back a band against Foles in this instance, I would have to say goodbye to Corn because I can't not put Enshikari through, or at least I can't not fight to put Enshikari through because they are possibly my favorite band of all time. So, well. Before you ruin corn in total, one thing to be taken about corn is they are massively like, <clears throat> like in the ni- in the nineties. You're underrated because in the nineties, like I was watching a documentary about them, and like they had like the top like uh, <clears throat> fifty or whatever, mm. and corn was topping the charts every week, and they were yeah. pretending they didn't exist. Yeah, they're absolutely like absolutely smashing it for like ten years straight. Basically, if Corn had gone away, like Limbiscuit did, they would easily be, you know, a fucking massive, you know. And I and I will scream this till the day I fucking die, you know. Get Corn, Deftones, Limbiscuit, Triple Threat, Download Headliner for a Friday night. Get it done. It would be. It would. Yeah, fucking no. beautiful. They should have done it this year because it was it was cheap. They needed a cheaper year. Yeah, oh, they should have done. For clarity, so we're recording this at the end of September. That new Deftones record that dropped literally like two days ago is fucking wonderful and so heavy and so great. And Andy can go fuck himself after what he said about Deftones. Well, that's that's a bit of a spoiler there. Uh, (laughs) Teaser, teaser, little little teaser, teaser. Motherfucker, he is (laughs) coming season two. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but no, we're not talking about Deftones, but Cord Man, what a what a band. So who are we back. going at, who's going up first? Right, so I will say if you chose Corn, mm. I'd have backed you. Okay, so does that mean falls, I was something falls going at I mean oh, I mean Shikari at Falls going, doesn't it? Well it's between Shikari and Falls now and I Wait, are we getting rid of both? We are getting rid of both, aren't we? The what? Are we get rid of both. Yeah, yeah. no. Well, we we'd get rid of either 
well, we get rid of two, so yeah, whoever... we have to get rid of both, and yeah, so we leave us with one, obviously. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. Yeah, so but I. If you if you can if you can concede foals against my better judgment, I can concede Shakiri for the corn. Yeah, I, I'll concede, but that just feels horrible. <laughs> it feels I, I feel dirty. I'm not gonna lie. That triple threat was not nice. That was not nice at all. There was it no clear winner. Done. It had to be done. I'm, I'm <coughs> it had to be done because we can't do maths. No, we can't do maths. It's my fault, everybody. My fault. I set this up. I picked odd number. Um, I'm going to leave that one for the minute. And also, gonna... just for clarity, do not attack us. Like people could see this in a while, in a long in future. And we've got no contest. These some of these bands were picked just on Facebook, just like a big set of bands. So we yes, we may have missed out. A few big ones, but that's oh, why okay. maybe why we were, we're like, well aware we missed out some huge bands, and it wasn't through any fault of our own. It was it was done really on the fly, but I think it worked because we've done it on the fly. Like we could have picked every big band. Yeah, like, if we slip, if we picked every big it, band, yeah, if we picked every big band, we'd have a big old list. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore the next one because it's the one that we're gonna talk about a little while. The the uh. Reese's favorite band ever. He loves to wang on about, and talk about <laughs> talk about my favorite band who lost their way around two thousand and nine in Green Day versus Slayer. Um, where do you want to start with that then? Well, people have seen the previous podcast. Otherwise, I don't know why they're watching round four when they haven't watched the other rounds, and they'll now know that I have a very controversial opinion about Slayer. I don't think it's that controversial, to be fair. Don't you? I think because because of the music that Slayer play being massive. If you said you hated ACDC, yeah. that's a controversial opinion. Because yeah. ACDC are like, you can really get into them really easy. Slayer don't write easy pop tunes for you to get Yeah, into. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean um, controversial in like, the metal scene. Like, uh, there wouldn't be someone like. Like people who listen to pop and stuff, going that's so controversial. You don't like uh, that. I don't know. I'd, I, I would. I think those that love Slayer are well more vocal than those that don't. Possibly, yeah. So I, I don't also think it's as controversial as you might think, but I think I think Slayer is like more of like a symbol now instead of the yeah, actual yeah, band. They're, they're like, I think like a brand, aren't they? Yeah, like metalheads like scream it and stuff and say it, but they might not even listen to them that much. Yeah. It's it's become the so the Slayer logo itself has become a little bit on, omnipresent, a bit like the Nirvana uh, smiley face and yeah. anything Iron Maiden being sold in Topshop and and things like that. And it's kind of like, which just out of curiosity, how do you feel about that? Just as a strange old caveat, but um, I I, I think it's fine, um, but it is it's quite annoying. Not in the fact that people don't know the songs, but you think. Sometimes when you see someone with a metal shirt on, you think, "Oh, I can bond with that person," and then you end up trying to like make conversations. Like, don't know what you're about. It's like, ah, okay, but it's yeah. fine. It's, but it means that people get to see the name, and then they go search and they are exposed to to that genre of music more. But you know, it is quite annoying when you want to speak to someone that might be into that same thing as you, and then it turns out they're just wearing it for fashion. <laughs> I think, and I always, I, I used to get like, I say when I was younger, but like a few years ago, I just learned to stop caring about stupid shit that is doesn't really affect my life. 
But like, yeah. I used to get really angry when I see like I don't know some seventeen, eighteen year old girl wearing a f- Iron Maiden shirt that's been cut up, and you know it's clearly fashionable item, you know. Yeah. Iron Maiden. And you go up to her and be like, "Ah, oh, what do you feel? How do you feel about Number of the Beast?" And she just looks at you or whatever. And I yeah. say, "Why are you wearing that shirt?" But upon reflection, as being an older person, I kind of live with the kind of thought that maybe someone walks past her or the, or he he or her doesn't really matter either or looks at their shirt sees the design and goes huh that's pretty cool and then because the internet's a thing and google and spotify just yeah. types it into google and that's how it becomes a, because the reason why i say that is i had the exact same thing with uh trivium so right before uh when shogun came out I went into HMV and I had some spare cash or whatever, like to spend on music. And with the last like ten I had, I picked up Shogun's uh, CD. Never heard a single note of Trivium before. Saw the artwork and I was like, "That is fucking cool." And I picked <laughs> it up, bought it, and that was that. And that's how I turned into a massive Trivium fan. So, like, I kind of live with that mentality. That, like, if someone's wearing a Megadeth shirt. Someone might see it and go, "Oh, what's that about?" Then I like that clothing brand. Types in Megadeth and Google, turns out, oh, they're a band. Oh, what do they play? And then like, they do you know what I mean? It's a stretch, yeah. I know, but what what I don't like though is when people wear those those shirts and stuff, and then they go and those people then shit on people who listen to that music, and it's like you're actually wearing the top. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, 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 that's just. Well, it's kind of ironic and just funny, but yeah. obviously, just just try and learn what you're buying on the, on your shirt. Like, just try and expose yourself to different types of music. That's the thing. I, then again, there's some there's some things that I don't understand. Like, you know, p- people would wear uh, a Metallica shirt or whatever, and then they'd be like, "Oh, I, you know, I don't know anything about this." And then, in the same breath, they'd wear a shirt with. A fucking, uh, I don't even know, like poo or something, like a poo emoji all over it and call it fashion. So I don't know nothing about fashion. So when you, when people go, when I call people out going like, oh my god, what's your favourite Metallica record? And they go, oh, the Black Album, I like it in the sand, man. And I'm like, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's better than nothing. That's better than yeah, nothing. It's better than nothing. I don't want to be too dismissive of people. but Also, their, their favourite album might be the Black Album. You never know. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, but no one's favorite album is the Black Album. I mean, I love the Black Album. But no one's favorite. It's a good album. There's yeah, shit on uh, so much. There's shit on too much. No, I'm not sure. But like, when Master of Puppets exists, for example, yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, it's, it's shit on too much by Metallica fans. Like, it's still a good album. They make it as if it's like their one bad album. It's not some anger. Like, yeah. <laughs> which reminds me, just on the podcast, just really quickly, I'd say we should definitely do a segment on um, albums that people think are terrible, but we're going to try and defend. Right. Okay. I I thought about this while doing this earlier, and I was like, that would be pretty because like I was, there's some pretty big albums that are, people go they're terrible. And I'm like, try and defend it. <laughs> so yeah. You got some anger. Like I was thinking, what else have you got? Um, Trivium's uh, The Crusade. Everyone shits on thinks it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, Gravity by Bullet. Bullet. Yeah. And I will defend that. Link up <laughs> one more. Uh, one more light. Yeah, one more light. That's how it <laughs> yeah, there's a few there. So few. season anyway, two is what I'm saying. It's, it's, season two is where it's at, guys. Season two is where it's, it's going to be at. Anyway, 
Green Day versus Slayer. <sighs> right, so... We haven't even discussed Green Day yet. <laughs> there was all so a big Sl- spiel about Slayer. Slayer. like the ACDC of metal. Yeah. In a sense, you know you're going to get Kerry King doing his whittly guitar bits, Gary Holt chugging over it, fast drums, and Tom Moraya just going... Aah! Like a maniac. Yeah. Um, Green Day. Oh, it I, fucking saddens me that Green Day used to be so good, and now they've just fallen off the proverbial cliff. Do you know what? Mm. I'm not a big fan of Slayer, but mm. they make music that appeals widely to everyone. Green Day, for me, from what they've done to themselves, do not deserve to go to the final. <laughs> I mean, there is there is butchering your own legacy and there's butchering yeah that's what I mean like, I don't think I think they butchered their own legacy enough so that they just cannot but the thing is though like the first probably six Green Day albums are well no, the first four definitely are unfuckable like you cannot fuck with them at all there's there's not an inch of fat on Insomniac Nimrod um Dookie especially um American Idiot is arguably where the wheels for some people, fell off. Um, I think it's a perfectly functional rock record. Yeah, it is the album that got me into everything, so I have got a soft spot for it. But it is just a perfectly functional rock record. But is that is that though? Even though it's, I think it's decent. Is that the the changing point for them? Yeah. Well, they because they released they before that they released Warning, which everybody shits on. But I fucking yeah. love Warning. Warning's great. I'll fight anyone to the death. Um. And yeah, they they went through like a weird kind of slippery slope uh, after was it after Nimrod came out. I'm mean, gonna just double check on Spotify just so I didn't get the dates wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's Nimrod, and then it's um, and then it's uh, da, 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 warning. But let me just double check. Just talk amongst yourselves. Just for a yeah, so Nimrod came out in '97. Warning came out in 2000. Uh, and then they released two thousand two. They released Shenanigans, which is basically like a load of B sides and covers. So yeah, class that as an album. And then obviously American Idiot in two thousand four. But yeah, so the debut, Kaplunk, Dookie, Insomniac, Nimrod, can't fuck with those. Warning, great, but obviously some people think it's questionable. Uh, American Idiot, and then twenty yeah. first century breakdown. Una Deus Trade, the three albums which are fucking terrible. Revolution Radio <laughs> and Father of All shit albums. If you want to hear a really brutally honest album review, go to Matt's channel, never mind Matt, to yeah. hear his Father of All album review. I tell you what, it just saddened me. And when you look at these albums in that order, I think, yes. Yeah, like, it's, it's almost like an orgasm that doesn't quite hit. Like, you just get yes, yes, yeah, yes. Oh, and it falls off a cliff. Like, right. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, oh, this is fucking shit now. Like you know. So right with with the the father of all album, mm. it's an album that if you didn't tell me it was Green Day, I, I'd probably learn to enjoy because it's kind of more down my kind of route. It's a bit. It's a bit. They've tried to tap into a bit of an indie style thing, but I've, I've got nothing against people changing their style. It's because it's Green Day. They're so much, they're much more talented than that. Like, so for example, I'll, I'll, I'll always use these guys as an excuse or as a reference point. Bring Me Horizon, 
that is how you change up your style yeah. with style while making still great music. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of people fell off and went, oh, they're too commercial, they're too pop, but they're still creating bangers and they're still bigger than what they've ever had. Yeah. And you're always going to get those people that say, oh, you've changed and whatever. Yeah. But with Green Day, it was so much bigger than that. It was literally ditching everything and just moving completely away. Do you, do you think, arguably, that American Idiot is the problem? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It was kind of the... the... It, was, it was always like Green Day were kind of like always three punk three uh, punk kids playing power chords and just singing about girls and smoking weed. Right? Yeah, because... And then, then American Idiot happened and they got massive. Yeah. That's that's what I mean. It's like, that's what gave them the... Co- it's like, um... Te- like, drug addicts and stuff. They had, like, a little hit. little hit of the of the drug and they just kept wanting more and more and more and they kept trying to change to try and recreate that that first hit. So they and kept trying to take harder and harder drugs. The thing is, if if American Idiot hadn't happened, I feel like Green Day would have a very similar not in terms of how big they are, because obviously Green Day are arguably much bigger the band I'm about to say, but Blink one eighty two. Yeah. Like their career uh, apart from California which was released in 2016, which is a fucking great album. I saw them on that album. They were fucking great. Um, their career has always been, let's talk about boobs, poo, penises, and just be <laughs> be, be laddies, you know? Because we're right lads. Because when, when you're 20 and right like that, it works because it's relatable because you're 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> when you're alongside of 40, you can't really get away with it. As What's much. my age again? What's my age again? Exactly, right? <laughs> Where Green Day have gone, obviously not on purpose, but they went, right, we've got to a point where we're at a certain point of our age and career, we need to do so, we need to make a serious album. And I've got nothing wrong with making a serious album. What they made was an absolute masterpiece of political standpoint from where it was made and how angry it was at the you know America and all the rest of it. And then it just was like, okay, now what? Now, yeah. Where do we actually go from here? And to be honest, if they had, if they had split up there and then, like potentially, that's not a bad run. Like one yeah. bad album, um, you know, in wait, one bad album. No, no, even yeah, one shaky album. Everyone goes about warning, but again, I'll defend it. You know, I love it. Um, so. One shaky album, and they 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 could have stopped, and that would have been. Yeah, and they, I don't. I I feel like their legacy wouldn't be tarnished, or wouldn't have changed, or how big they are if they stopped then after the album. So, are we putting Slayer through? I think so, just because I don't. I controversial. I don't think Green Day deserve to be there because of what they've done to their own career. Oh, <laughs> fuck it out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Let's get the elephant out of the room or the tool out of the room. Oh. Versus the Foo Fighters. Tool versus Foo Fighters. Okay. Um, we're going to have to do this with a lot of care because Foo Fighters are arguably the most loved band on this list. I would say probably minus Metallica, we'll talk about in a bit. Well, for some people. <laughs> well, yeah. For some, 
but you, there's undeniable that Foo Fighters have got a, a love, a love ability about them because of their yeah. role, because of how great they are live. Just, just about as a band, they just, they are well loved and well respected. Yeah, I, I have written some questionable stuff. Yeah, and they are yeah. more of a singles band than an album band. Right, yeah. Where... Whereas Tool are much more albums band than a singles band. <laughs> yeah, so... And Tool, I mean, they haven't written a bad album. They have not written a bad album. The new one might not be as catchy or might not have might not go as hard as the older stuff, but in other ways it does go very hard and musically, and they have not written a bad album at all. So, I mean, my my problem per se with Tool, and this is my problem, not not Tool's problem, is I don't really know enough Tool material to fight a corner either way. Well, apart from FIFA's corner, because I know a lot about FIFA's, but in terms of Tool, I don't really know enough to say either way but if you think okay so let's put it this way this is how we'll do it right so in the final so far confirmed Pink Floyd Queen Corn Slayer right right okay so obviously assuming Tor go through yeah, yeah they've either got to come against Queens of Stone Age or Lincoln Park, Trivium or Metallica, plus the other fourth I've already just mentioned. Right. Do you think they could do the distance? Because I. Who Yeah. Because I personally don't think they can. Because when you get down to the final, you've got to go down to the nitty gritty, like the, and that would include mainstream appeal and th- things like that. Only because you're literally splitting hairs over the best bands in existence, in our opinion, in this small poll we've made, you know? Uh, so, I'm just, I'm almost wishing you to uh, have the heartbreak now, rather than the final, you know? If, if, if Tool are England, we always go out in the semis, we never make it to the final. I mean, you're Welsh, you wouldn't even know what it's like to get to the fucking semis. Yeah, we, we got to the semis to the Euros, actually, last Euros, so... England didn't <laughs> even get to the semis. Gareth Bale, but we're not going to get into football. No, Gareth... Nothing to do with Gareth Bale. <laughs> nothing... We had... And right, we now I'm, have a... I'm we now have a... Be- Englishman, okay, but when it comes we to now football. have a very good squad, okay? It's a little tangent here. Gareth Bale is... is He's not the future as well. He's very much now just like a star player that pops up here and there. We have a growing number of talent. Joe Roden in defence, future future Welsh captain. Joe Rogan experience. No, not Joe Rogan. Joe Roden. (laughs) You've you've triggered me now. You triggered me. Do you think you've got enough time to do the podcast and play professional football? No, here we go. Love it. Um, oh, I, I just I can't see how tall could because that's the thing we're thinking. Who should win? That's that's what I think. Like looking at the bads we put through so far, you know, there's two very clear potential winners in that 
in Pitfall yeah. and Queen. Corn and Slayer, I'd love to say could do it, but I don't think they will. No. I'll be honest. So, 2v3 fighters. I, th- I think foos. And the reason why I say that is because they are massive. And two are massive as well, but massive in certain circles only. I don't know, are they? Well, They've got like a massive cult following. Yeah, I mean, but for example, all right, so I I consider myself well-versed in most rock and metal, and I didn't know about, I knew about Tool, but I didn't listen to Tool until Tool. I came onto Spotify. Yeah, but Tool nearly beat Taylor Swift for her album sales in the first three, few weeks. With Fear Inoculum. That's crazy. True. But Foo Fighters just... And Foo, I don't think Foo Fighters have the firepower to beat Taylor Swift. Or get close. Okay, right. Let me... I mean, if it was a good album, yes. No, yeah, you know. If so it was a bad album, look, then I'm no. Look, um, Foo, what was that? Uh, Concrete Gold, wasn't it? Yeah, Concrete Gold is a very good album. Just saying. Yeah, definitely. I just want to see... Um, where that came in, I know it probably got. I th- it probably got number one. But I want to see who depends it who it's up against. Yeah, this is this is what I was going to say. Who it beat? Because um, it it might, it might be in the time Ed Sheeran had that massive run with Divide. Bloody Ed Sheeran was everywhere. He was in he was in there for like a year, I think. Number one. He's still in there at the moment. He's like number five. Yeah, number one album in the UK and number one in the US. So. Okay, here's, here's the top Concrete Gold, number one. <laughs> number two is Gary Newman. <laughs> followed shortly by the Ginger uh, in Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And then Rag and Bowman, Prophet. Prophet's Rage got number six that year. Uh, and then there's some other bands who I don't care about. Oh, but that being said, Queens uh, Queens of Age with Villains at 11. So, you know... That's pretty cool. But yeah, anyway. Um, I'm just trying to make some sort of clasping at straws. I'm, I, I get what you say about Foo Fighters. They're like mainstream appeal. Yeah, um, definitely. They're cross. You know, they, I mean, they, they appeal to everyone cross like yeah. genres, I guess. People in metal love them. People in pop love them. So... Uh, Dave Grohl, man. Really done. <laughs> Are you giving a I think I have to now. <laughs> well, hey, I'm taking that as an answer. That's not fair. I know. It's a shit game. Who who wants to play this game? But we're getting there. We're, we're... Oh, no, I've put Slayer twice there. We don't do that. <laughs> no. Slayer so heavy, we went in twice. <laughs> These players go through to the final. Wow, wow. I had okay. tooled down to get to the final. So we have arguably, and this is really weird, I'll be honest, because I didn't think that me and you were as big a fan of this band as what we are, but it's possibly our unsung heroes who potentially might win the whole goddamn thing in Queens of the Stone Age, who have yeah. both openly gone, they could they could win this, versus Lincoln Park, they have to beat first. <laughs> which... That's a task, isn't it? I mean, that is a task because 
in my opinion, both flawless back catalogues. Yeah. With the exception of one last one, one more light, which I think is okay. I'm not saying. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not bad. It's not I bad. Think it's okay. I just, in comparison to everything, I think it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Queens of Stone Age are just the so so cool. <laughs> I mean, I tell you what. So, Clary Reese's book him and Jade goes to Reading. I might come with you. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. I'm slowly convincing myself that a day ticket's worth it. Yeah. That slowly, just slowly, sequence. Slowly, like, um, because again, I, I've seen Queens only once, and I saw them for half an hour at Leeds Fest. Um when they played a secret set and it was the most fun I've had in front and they were just fucking brilliant. They're so cool the way they play too. Yeah. See, the way they perform live is just, it's like, puts you into like almost a trance into the music. It's so cool. And, then, and just their songs, their, their albums are so good too, the way they're written. Oh. But obviously we have Linkin Park. Hey, now, I don't want, again, I didn't want to bring in the fact that Chester's no longer with us and it's an arguable fact that he is a phenomenal vocalist. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Um, and for... In when they came up, when they broke, they are one of the biggest bands of the 2000s in yeah. any genre of music. Because, you know... You play in the end to pretty much anybody from around that time who's into music or knew of music would say, you know, they know that song. Yeah, know? it's it's one of the only, a few songs me and Jade kind of like together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, collectively. Um, I, I mean, one one step closer as well. The music yeah. from that with Chester with the, with the green hair, and he's hanging upside down in that weird tunnel and stuff like iconic music videos numb numb yeah and you know they just to give some clarity they done a collab with fucking jay-z yeah that yeah that that is so good as a whole album collab with one of mainstream's biggest artists you know yeah that doesn't happen to a rock band (laughs) that's what i mean you would you will Queens of the Stone Age's stuff be remembered as much as will, will any of Queens of the Stone Age albums be remembered nearly as much as Hybrid Theory in like a few in like twenty thirty yeah, years time? But that's exactly, a fucking travesty. Yeah, that I know. That's what I mean. Travesty. Queens are so underrated. That's that's why it won't be remembered because they're so underrated and they're forgotten about constantly. Yeah, I like understand. I was. Yeah. There was someone on Twitter the other day, um, and I'm pretty sure I'd seen them talking about Arctic Monkeys and stuff like that before. Mm. And the, I, they said, after the Reds in um, lineup was announced, they said, oh, decent lineup, but who are Queens? I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just go listen, go listen now. Even like my girlfriend Emma, who is not a fan of rock and metal and stuff, but I managed to convince her to come to download next year, so. That I class that as a win. Right. Um, like, I sure um, no one knows. Obviously, the most iconic Queen's video, in my opinion. Um, and she just laughed the entire future. That is fucking brilliant. Just, she's like, it's catchy. I like the music video. Like, the music is hilarious. And I'm like, it's just, it's just a wonderful, it's just a wonderful band. 
speaking about them now makes me want to go listen to them. Every time I speak about them, yeah. I have this like passion. It's just like so cool. And but then Lincoln Park haven't written a bad record. And again, yeah, I know. I'll, I'll defend Minutes to Midnight. I think Minutes to Midnight is severely underrated as a record. You know, mm. and I think when when Chester does that, and Mike as well, to be fair, like taking away from Motionary, um, when they pair them do their more subtle kind of light, um, not ballads, but the lighter tunes, it's yeah. so, so, like, lovely and, and lush. But, yeah, you've got to pick one, and I'm going to hate myself if I don't put Queens through. I really yeah, I know. I'm gonna feel sick. Because <laughs> I, I, I will say this, right? Because obviously, how, so what we got left? We've got queens to go through, basically, and then it's either attack or trivium. So it's like six, seven, so seven through to the final. We've not done this, right, have we? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, <laughs> how have we not done this right again? <laughs> we'll figure it out in a minute. In any case, what I'm trying to get at is I think Queens might win it. If we put Queens through, I think, I think they might win it. The whole think, thing? Huh? The whole thing? Yeah. I mean, I if you put them against each one, each I, band we have left... Um, if, I, if, I, if I had to put money... And again, we haven't discussed this at any point, but I think if Trivium beat Metallica... Um, Talk a bit trivia, even, which I think is pretty arguable. They're going to. I think, unless Metallica come against Queens, I think Queens will win it. Yeah, I think the only band that can really stop them is Metallica, genuinely. But we will see. Yeah, in the next next bit. But I'll be putting Queens through. Yes. Yep. Sorry. I finished the sentence. Ah. Oh, I've done too much there. Right. Okay. Um, as alluded to earlier, Metallica versus True. This seems like such a, a non-stop uh, of a conversation, to be honest. But yeah, it's just. I, I don't want to throw it out too early because I do want to give props to Trivium for being one of the absolute greatest bands. Uh, of this of this sort of generation, um, because yes, they've had a couple of dips, but the high they are currently riding on at the minute is insane. Yeah, it's. Um, but the, the point could be argued, couldn't it? That if Trivium, mm. if if they if metal was as popular as it is back, and and if metal was popular now, would mm. Trivium be? As well, no, I don't really because the reason why they are why Metallica was popular is because they were popular. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, because because uh, when when Metallica were a band, people actually cared about music and they actually bought music and they bought good music as opposed to just (laughs) this four section of the media. Sorry, yeah, I went into a rant. Sorry, everybody. No, No, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. People let my my guard down. (laughs) People do listen. Like I, I get there's people that don't like certain things, but people do listen to what is spoon-fed to them in the charts. And the thing is, metal will have its resurgence, but right now it's just not cool. 
Yeah, and when, when it does have its resurgence, it'll be the media saying, listen to this, but don't listen to uh, rap or something. But we're seeing it already, people like um, Machine Gun Kelly, who's got... Oh, his new album is really good. I mean, I'm, I would say, he's got nothing to do with our world, you know, in yeah. reality, but, as you just alluded to, his new album's really good, and I concur, it's pretty decent, to be fair. It's better than any Blink-182 record's been put out recently. And they claim they're pop-punk, like he claims he's a pop-punk kind of guy. You know, so it's kind of, they're they're, they're held holding him up as the new saviour of, of rock and roll. And I just think, no, but also, like, I can understand why people are saying things like that, you know? Yeah, if it, if it opens up a, a gateway to other people, then, then let it be. Yeah, definitely. So, I I feel bad for Trivium because obviously, but with that much power, you didn't get Trivium. So, I yeah, exactly. They were well, they were meant to be the new uh, Metallica, weren't they? Trivium, yeah, rumored to be in the early days. I mean, if Matt Heafy, if you are listening, bud, uh, I deep do apologise. I love your band, um, but you know how it is. Like, <laughs> you know how it be. You know how it is, mate. You just sorry, but you know how it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that, I think, isn't it? Surely. Yeah. Righty-ho. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've totally fucked it again. Because we have seven bands and not six. How do we have seven? So we have I don't to, get it. We have to do... I don't understand how I've done this at all. But anyway, the finalists... Are, so we're going to have to do a triple frag, aren't we? Oh wait, no. We just—I don't know. We don't. We just discuss all the the album, the Two, bands for the final. Three. Mm, yeah, we'll discuss. We'll discuss all the bands in the final. We'll just discuss all the fi- all the bands of the final, and we'll narrow it down as we go along. I mean, that's going to be a hard decision to make, but in we'll the just final... pick pick ones off, rip band aids off, hit reference there, make it the last episode. The culmination will be like a penalty shootout. Some yes. will miss, some will go in. It'll just be like... Yes, I like that. What we'll do, behind the scenes off the podcast, me and Race will discuss this. Uh, we'll do like a spinny wheel type thing where we judge them on different categories. Possibly, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll find something out. Don't worry. <laughs> right, yeah. Spinny wheel, right? And every, every like, spin is like a goal kick, is like a penalty kick. And if you win or if you lose, you get a point and it's the best of five. Right, or, or something to that effect, and we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> or it could just be we, we, we it, do not plan these podcasts at all. But, which is uh, why season two is coming, and season two will be bigger and better, and hey, uh, a bit more, a bit more thought. <laughs> don't knock the format. I like the format. I like it. We just make it up on the fly. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So your finalists, ladies and gents, are as follows: Pink Floyd, Queen, Corn, Slayer. Beefies, Queens of the Stone Age, and Metallica. Who the hell thought Corn would make it this far? Um, not me. The one that surprises <laughs> me. But yeah. yeah, they are there. Um, any kind of passing thoughts on that? Um, don't hate us. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I think the, the the final is going to be very very hard. Yeah, definitely. I, I think there's gonna, there's gonna be points where it's just gonna be like we just gonna have to just say a name like three, two, one, say a name because it's just gonna be like, whew. 
It's gonna be difficult, but I think it's gonna be fun. But I think it's gonna be difficult. Stick um, with us. <laughs> stick with us. And I was just say, I just want to say on a, on a quick personal note, uh, thank you for everyone who has listened so far. As as we've alluded to in previous parts of this podcast, season two is coming. So we're gonna record the grand final of the World Cup of Rock, and then there'll be a short break of. Maybe a week, maybe a week and a half. Not too sure how long. Uh, while we just get a couple of internal bits sorted, uh, and potentially record a couple of episodes in which then we have a little bit of a safety buffer, so you guys don't miss out on any podcasts week to week, and it gives us a bit of a breather as well because we're both busy lads, you know. Um, but yeah, just thanks really because it's been thank you everyone fucking great. Me. So yeah, just hit up us on Twitter and things because you know we see the numbers we 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 see that you're listening just make yourselves known to us like yeah we don't bite we're, well, we're, we're, bite, but he's well we forgive him <laughs> we're, we're building a good um viewer base yeah yeah but we want we want a community that's what yeah. we really want and also any kind of feedback good bad and ugly we want to hear it. And as well as ideas as well. We've got plenty of ideas, but we love to hear feedback of any description. Um, any any comments about audio, we're working on it. Any comments about the content, maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just been an absolute blast, really, isn't it, to be fair? Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, all we want to say, really, it's just been absolutely great. So, yeah, anything you want to say? No, I don't think so. So, oh. oh, we will uh, we'll hit that outro then. However, it goes right. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Bye, guys. Play the intro. <laughs>